Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildediblewordpod.shopify.com or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! Look out, cool people alert. We're back on the Wild Edible World podcast with Michael and Steve. Wait, I'm Michael. And, and, I'm, and I'm Steve, but we're, we are both here, that's true. Uh, okay. So we have a special treat for you this Oh episode. man, you gotta find something else <laughs> I know, to I say, gotta, Steve. I gotta say something um, So, spring right around the corner. It actually is here this time. Life is all Sunny. around us. Yeah, it's balmy. Um, we're sitting on a bridge overlooking a babbling brook. Enjoying a libation courtesy of Mad Hatchet Brewing in Shorewood, Illinois. Yes, sir. It's yummy. And we're here to talk to you about sprouts. Sprouts, you say? Sprouts, I say. So sprouts are multifaceted, fascinating little suckers. Um, I saw tons of them uh, when I went on a small walk. Before they're all over. I mean, if it, we're, from where we're sitting on the bridge, you can see... See all sorts of little, little, little things. Tis the season. Tis the season. On our break, we'll go on a little walk and we'll try to list all the ones that we see. And we might eat some because we like eating things. And we'll talk about eating sprouts. Uh, so, I, I get over this episode, we're going to talk about um, sprouts, as in sprouts that you can uh, sprout in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So there's like you know most people think of the. I mean, I bought sprouts at a farm stand before too. You yeah, know? yeah. Like there's a. It's in like a bed of moss or something like that what is it what is it like what do you typically grow sprouts on uh nothing oh <laughs> what <laughs> so so you, so you you do have the option of uh so for my pea shoots when i grow peas for shoots which is uh, sprouty and um, that's just like buying pea seeds yeah yeah okay uh they, there there are some that are specifically for for shoots, but uh, f- I, I like to use a little bit of soil with those, um, mm-hmm. a, or, or soilless mix even. Um, and with others, it's just a jar and water. Um, you don't you don't need any soil. You don't need anything along those lines. So I guess getting to the origins of a of what a seed is, a seed is everything that that like organism needs to properly. Uh, become what it is. Uh, so it's like so, really packed in, like yeah, nutrient dense, super dense. And there's this magical. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure if it, I'm sure there's a name for it somewhere, but there's this magical thing that happens when uh, a seed sprouts and you get those the little shoot and the little root, and uh, 
it's it's this magical thing that happens where the where this little seed automatically becomes like this super nutrient dense like uh, full of vitamins and enzymes Cause, and because just eating the seed isn't going to give you that right exactly yeah yeah there's so there's incredible. some there's a magical thing that actually happens I'm I'm not being cute like yeah 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 <laughs> I'm not, I mean I am I, I am mean, being, you were, but... I, am, I am being cute but um, yeah there's there's an, a mag- magical moment that like. Where this nutrition is just, just there, man. Pops out. Yeah, I wow. mean, I'm, I'm sure if I were an actual scientist and not just on Instagram, <laughs> uh, that that there there could act, there's actually an explanation for this. But uh, it's just this. It's a beautiful thing, and it's 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 absolutely fascinating. So um, there are sprouts that you can grow in your home: uh, broccoli sprouts, alfalfa, zucchini beans, uh, mung beans. There's you know a, a ton of them that you can grow in your in your home that uh, that are all you know a little bit different. They all have a little bit different uh, items on on the nutrient spectrum and uh, why they're why they're good for you, how they can be advantageous for you, um, and you can you can do all that in your. Uh, in your kitchen with nothing more than a jar, uh, maybe poke a few holes in the lid uh, just for easy drainage. Because, I mean, it's each sprout's going to be a little bit different. Each seed, rather, because some of them take you know forty eight hours to germinate. Mm. Some of them take a week. Um, but you you know you take this jar, you soak your seeds, and then you rinse them every day. And that that rinsing kind of gets rid of anything, any of the uh, organisms that could be like deteriorating, like sure. eating eating at like. Uh, the uh, seeds themselves and you know fresh water so so you just rinse it and then you drain it completely or you completely. leave a little bit of water yeah yeah okay. Co- completely and any water that is already on the actual seed itself or sprout itself is is plenty wow. and and you'll you'll see them slowly sprout and they'll look like a tiny jumble of uh just you know in alfalfa for instance uh you'll, they'll look like a tiny jumble of like white shoots and uh, and seeds still, and then eventually the rest of the seeds will sprout, and then they'll get a little bit of green on the tip, and the, you know there's there's different levels of uh, of enjoyment. So like some people like them a little bit uh, younger, some people like them once they have that little bit of green on the tip where they start to develop cotyledon leaves and and whatnot. Um, but there's just, I mean, it's there's so many different. Options yeah, and opportunities. I feel like, uh, as someone that doesn't grow them, I feel like a general, just seeing it happen a lot and just kind of, I guess, eating them myself because I've harvested them. I've never actually grown it. But as far as like how long you let them grow, you basically, I feel like it's just like three three or four inches tall, just like just long enough so you could get a pair of scissors in there and like clip it. Well, I guess that's, I'm, I'm still talking about dealing with a substrate. Yeah. So whenever you're Whenever you're fruiting these, just like in a jar, yeah, you can eat the whole damn you thing. You just eat the whole have, damn you thing. You don't, you don't have you don't to have... cut anything, and that's and that's better because if, if you, I like to think about it as in, so if you're eating uh, lettuce, for instance, you're cutting away the leaves of lettuce, but you're not getting any of that root system, and as soon as you cut it, it starts to uh, degrade. You know, starts to uh, wow turn into you know yeah. mush like, yeah. that everyone has in that clamshell in their back of their refrigerator 100%. that they bought two weeks ago because they were going to eat that salad but then that salad never came to fruition why are you going to um, come at me like this dude? <laughs> you, you and everyone else in the world um, but a seed is still in its in its growing in its living stage you know and it's whole or, or the, a sprout rather a yeah. sprout yeah is it's still in that growing stage so you're getting the root system you're getting Every part of it, uh, in this magical moment, the creation of life 
from this little like blueprint package. God, so, that's beautiful. It's a cool thing, man. And nutritionally, uh, it, there it, there are several parts of the of the sprout that are so like broccoli sprouts, for instance. There's more protein and more vitamin vitamin E. The, the, oh, this, yeah. is, this is a great example. So yeah. a cup of broccoli sprouts in comparison to a cup of broccoli. A cup of broccoli sprouts has 28 micrograms of vitamin E, whereas a f- cup of of like broccoli has w- like 1.5 micrograms. What the so hell? like like over 20 times in a sprout wow. Be- because it's all this uh, all this uh, necessary energy and vitamins and things like that packed into you know one magical and it, little and it dude. uses those to make the broccoli yeah, that to, we to help eat the plant for grow different yeah exactly huh wow mm. it's a crazy thing that is really cool man yeah uh, I've thought about it several times uh, growing microgreens, um, doing little sprouts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, it, and the the idea that we're going to get to uh, in mostly, I guess, more in the second half, maybe. But we're going to. Well, I guess I'll start talking about it now. Is that yeah. like you can do the same exact thing with invasive species seeds or wild seeds of edible plants that you know and have verified have edible sprouts and sure. uh, are an edible plant. So you just do the same exact thing, and you can get all these different, this whole different spectrum of flavor, a whole different spectrum of nutrients, too, I think. Like, we already talk about how wild food is more nutrient-dense in general than anything you're going to buy at the store, and I think that would hold true to even the sprouts compared to uh, normal agricultural sprouts. Sure, yeah, no, I I agree. Which is a crazy thing. If if you're thinking of something that's handled and groomed and manicured by us— to grow the perfect ear of corn or the perfect blah, 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 blah. Um, and something that's manicured by Mother Nature. Which is going to gather enough nutrients to, like, survive. Sure, like, yeah. A whole different, a whole different concept. Um, it's going to need a lot more energy as opposed to something that has been, like you said, cultivated for a visual appeal, which almost all of our food is. Or just, like, to be massive, you know? Or to be big, Yeah. yeah. They don't even taste that good. They're just huge. Exactly. And you actually, you were like dropping that juicy content before before we actually even started recording. And you made a really great example of garlic mustard and how if you find some, you can harvest the seed and grow it in a more controlled environment and eat the shit out of those sprouts, you know? Yep. Just making sure that you don't spread it at all as it is wildly invasive. But yeah, you... when you're out there mushroom hunting, so in the next couple of weeks, I know a lot of you are going to be out there looking for morels. You're definitely going to come across some of these big carpets of sprouts. And what I uh, what I venture you to try is to uh, bend down and like break a couple of those leaves because it's going to smell. And if it, it garlic mustard as a sprout still smells like garlic mustard. Heck yeah. So you break it up, and if it's got that scent, man, grab yourself a handful and take them home. Um, uproot them, get them out of the ground, um, and then for even you know even further. Next fall, or this coming fall, I guess, uh, whenever the plants have matured, because you know we can't can't take care of all of them. Uh, if you find some mature plants, gather those seeds, and then have yourself another round of sprouts. Like you should, you should do like a like a real a play on a fistful of dollars, but like a fistful of sprouts. You know, just like you all all westerned out, like grabbing a fistful of sprouts. <laughs> Punk, you know, like something, <laughs> yeah. something cool. Like, that. all right, you heard it here first, yeah. folks. Request, I gotta buy form, whole... formally requested. All right, I gotta get a whole cowboy outfit. <laughs> Punk. Uh, I already have the chaps. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next half. We're gonna take a break, have a little walk around.
Cy. What's wrong, buddy? Well, I just realized this mushroom supplement I bought isn't actually made with mushrooms. It's made with something called myceliated grain? Myceliated grain? Oh, oh no! I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, but myceliated grain is a sure sign of a poor-quality mushroom supplement. Well, dang. I wanted mushrooms, not brown rice. What should I do? Well, you should support a small batch producer from right here in the Midwest. Kiwino Apothecary. Kiwino Apothecary? Tell me more. Kiwino Apothecary specializes in high-quality mushroom extracts from Michigan, and they always use real mushrooms, never, never, never myceliated grain. That sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. Where can I order? Well, you can find them at kiwinawapothecary.etsy.com. That's K-E-W-E-E-N-A-W apothecary.etsy.com. Be sure to read their many excellent reviews. Thanks, buddy. I don't want no low-quality mushroom products from a factory. I want Kiwino Apothecary. Wowie wow! So, uh, back to our topic about sprouts. We got some, uh, we wandered around the woods. We saw a bunch of stuff. We did. Um, there's, the, the ground is definitely warming up. The plants are waking up. Singing, singing, uh, some of the buds start to kind of beef up a little bit. Starting to see some onions, like, the onions are some of the first ones that are out. And they are out, aren't they? Look at that guy. Look at that guy. Oh, you got a tick on you. Wow, Steve's got a tick on him. Live on, uh, fucking, live on air. Son of a bee. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, so, yeah, keep that in mind while you guys are out there, folks, yeah. with your t- tick protection. <laughs> along with along with sprouts, uh, ticks are also about, waking up uh, among and, us. Yeah, <laughs> g- waking up and getting out. So, yeah, we'll definitely be both be sure to do a thorough check after yeah. we're finished recording. So, thank, yeah, I'm glad sure. you found that. Yeah, me too. Um, so, sprouts, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, type of sprouts that you can find out right about now and in the near future. So, no. sprouting right now, we got all sorts of dandelion leaves. Yeah, buddy. Which I guess we'll go ahead and take a second and munch on some because we are familiar with dandelion flavor later on in the season. But we these are so young. We found some of these, yeah, just, just I think these are probably first year, first year rosette. Yeah. And it's grown in a shady path, uh, and it's March 1st, so we're yeah. talking uh, really early on in the season, so we're going to have a little nibble. Oh, dude. And, and it really is kind of a nibble, but... I mean, I, I feel like I'm just eating lettuce. There's, like, no bitterness whatsoever. And it, and it has that same like lettuce sweetness, mm-hmm. you know, not sweet the traditional in the traditional sense, but sweet as in lettuce is sweet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's delicious, man. Yeah, there's not even really that much like milk coming out of the stem. I've got a little stem still left in my hand, and it's not even that liquidy. So, uh, yeah, this is a really good time to get some of these like younger plants that are going to be a lot fresher in taste, a lot less bitter. Um, because the sun uh, exposure is so low still this early on in the year. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot to do with it. So beyond that, we also saw the violets are waking up. So violets are one of the first flowers that you're going to be able to see uh, when you're on your paths on these lovely spring days. And violets are, I think, a pretty well-known plant, but they're mm-hmm. the color of purple. Yeah. You or, can make a wonderful syrup from them. Yeah, really pretty. 
So it's a gorgeous color, but it also has uh, uh, color compounds in them that are reactive to pH level. So that's the famous, you know, color-changing drink that you've seen uh, Black Forager do, I'm sure, where you just add a little bit of lemon juice and it turns super pink. Yeah, I, I remember the, the first time I made the violet syrup, I thought that I'd screwed it up because it was, like, very drab and very, like, uh, you know, like, blue rather than mm-hmm. purple. And I was like, mm-hmm. what did I do? You have, you have a low pH water. Yeah, and so I, uh, you know... Dropped a few drops of lemon in yeah. it, and it brightened right up. So Beautiful. my little trick with that is that you use, like, reverse osmosis water. Sure. Which is usually pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I maybe it remo- removes all the dissolved solids in your water, which I think is pretty key to what I got, which was a ridiculously vibrant, deep, dark purple. It was like mm. the most gorgeous syrup I've ever seen in my life. And I have some evidence of that on my Instagram. If you guys look back early, I think it was late April or mid-April of last year, um, I made a, a violet syrup and did a little photo shoot because it was just so dang pretty. I mean, it was so purple, it was almost black. Wow. Like I had a black stopper in a clear glass bottle, and it was like you had to put it in the light to see it was like it was really purple so there are ways you can get this really dense purple color and then yes you can play with like the color a little bit and add some acids and then it'll brighten it up to the pink edge of the spectrum but i guess what we really mean to talk about is the earliest stuff that pops up which is the leaves you can eat the leaves too yeah and they already kind of have a really mild flavor but they have a lot of medicinal qualities they're um, really nutritional as well so get out there and Try some of those. Put those on your... I mean, it's you can already start making your own salads out here, folks. We got lettuce with the dandelions. We got a, a little bit of different lettuce with the violet leaves. Mm-hmm. We have a garnish with the wild onions that are propping up. And so just because we're talking about them, I just want to offer another quick reminder that all you got to do is do a little scratch and sniff to be sure that what you have is indeed an onion. If it smells like onion, it's an onion. If it doesn't smell like onion... Don't eat it. Don't put it in your mouth. Don't. Don't eat it. It's not an onion, unless you're sure it's something else that is edible. But that's a caveat for experts. Um, beyond that, uh, a lot of stuff, are, uh, you're going to see some stuff waking up soon, like rose. So we have a lot Absolutely. of invasive wild rose, and mm-hmm. there are leaves that um, come out in these really tight basils that you can pick off and use as a tea. So you just, like, bruise them, ferment them for a day or two, dry them out, and then you have something that resembles, like, a a mild black tea or a flavored tea. Um, You're going to see ramps. Obviously, ramps are coming up soon. Oh, yeah. We saw the May May apples popping. We did see the base of some May apples, which look like bamboo. Or, like, uh, a white asparagus, almost. Or a white... That's totally it. Yeah, it looks like a white asparagus. And so, if you ever... If you run into those, don't eat them. No, they do look kind of crunchy and delicious, but they are not edible, unfortunately. Um, The fruit is, but that's not for several months away. On top of that, you can also find... uh, Dame's Rocket is almost always out there. Sure. But it's going to be kind of uh, reinvigorating, becoming a little bit more fresh, and you're going to be able to find the young, fresher leaves that don't have... uh, Sometimes... Dame's Rocket leaves can have a little bit of a texture to them sure. um, that I don't necessarily mind, but some, you know, other people are texture eaters. So you can find these young, fresh leaves that don't have any texture and are much more like what you would expect. Just keep in mind that it is a brassica and that it is going to be um, probably on the, on the my, uh, spicy end. Sure. Right? 
Yeah, for sure. All brassica seeds are going to be kind of spicy, right? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So broccoli sprouts are they spicy? A little bit. Really? Yeah. That's not cool. like not like you're gonna not like uh, like a radish or anything like that. But they they definitely have. I mean, they're definitely gonna have a little bit more of a kick than uh, like alfalfa or any anything like that. Right on. Good to know. Uh, and I think we could probably just wrap it up from here. Um, just make sure, as far as like invasive species, make sure that the plants that you're gathering are edible and that you're gathering the seeds at a good time and that the, they're mature enough and that you are uh, being careful whenever you're collecting seeds. So I try to use two hands where I'll like... Uh, both are facing palm upward and I'll be collecting seeds with one hand by twisting the branch. I guess I'm thinking specifically of like mustard seeds and I'll be collecting them into one hand, but I'll be holding my second hand underneath the other hand just to make sure that none of them fall because they'll just sprout anywhere and everywhere. And at some point you can't really help it. So, uh, you know, only worry about it so much, but do always, you know, we always want to make sure that the people that listen to this show are mindful uh, collectors of nature and that we always kind of contribute back in, in the care that we use. Yeah. Just do right? what you can, you know, do what you can. Yeah. That's, that's our motto here. Do what you can. Also eat your nuts. Eat your nuts. Also sweet life. We, we thought it was, was that really good one. We just thought, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're still trying to workshop remember. some, uh, some uh, fun stickers for you guys. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try and get a sticker pack together soon, or some patches, or something, so you can rep us in a in a in a goofier way. Not not this dry basic logo, or our dry badass logo. Yeah, our logo is fucking awesome. <laughs> our logo is cool, but uh, we like a little variety, a little novelty. So, sure. well, all that chit chat done. Uh, I say we move on with our evening. Are yeah. you satisfied, Steve? Absolutely. If, if anyone out there has any questions about sprouts or uh, how to sprout, how to sprout in your house, how to sprout for your uh, upcoming spring garden, just reach on out. We'll help you out. Where can they find you, Steve? Uh, you can find me at uh, Snoop Doggy Dogwood on Instagram. Uh, also, uh, Stevie Cantu, like, like Evie the Pokemon. Stevie Cantu. Oh, giving out um, the personal. Yeah, you, you can hit me up on my personal. Spicy. Yeah. Um, and then they can find us, of course, at Wild Out of a World Podcast. Pod. Right? Yeah, no cast, pod. just the pod. Keep your casts. All pod, no cast. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one, yeah. <laughs> and if you have any questions for me, I you can find me at edible underscore Illinois on all platforms. Uh, always feel free to reach out. Love you guys. Miss you already. Miss you guys already, too. I just want to make sure I am included in that. We both yeah, miss of you. Of course, yeah. Steve. Oh, hey, Mike. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but you just look so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie, wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildediblewordpod.shopify.com. 
or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! <laughs>